Welcome to AA for Teachers podcast. In this first ever episode entitled Beautiful Minds Inspire Others, you will meet Amber and Amber and learn about their mission in teaching. They will also focus on finding your tribe and how to keep your head above waters when things get murky in the teaching world. Hope you enjoy. everybody and welcome to AA for Teachers. We are not helping you with your alcohol addiction. We are just going to help you with your classroom struggles and helping your students become empowered learners. This is our first ever podcast. We're very excited to get started and reach out to everyone and connect with some like-minded individuals that share a passion for teaching and just want to really open that discussion up and learn more from each other. So we'll do some brief introductions so you can get to know us and where we came up with our name. Of course. So I am Amber, and I'm Amber Bowers. I have been teaching for 10 years. I'm a mother, and education has been a passion of mine for as long as I can remember. I really love if you know anything about me, talking, talking with others, talking with my students, connecting and having that meaningful conversation. So we did come up with AA for Teachers to connect with you, but also because I'm Amber and here is my friend Amber. Yeah, as it turns out, I am also Amber, but my last name is Owen. So we at least have different last names, so you won't be too confused that I am. Uh, I have only been teaching for five years, really, so three years in fifth grade, and I did two years running a pre-K counts program. Before that, I actually taught, or not taught, uh, I guess you could say taught. I worked in the Senate, so I kind of taught senators as it was like having a room full of children, uh, but I worked in the government for 16 years, so I'm old. Uh, I am also a mom of four children, uh, ranging in ages from three up to 20, uh, so kind of crazy. And, you know, like other Amber said, I share that passion for teaching. I found it later in life, and I really enjoy what I do now, and I get up every day excited to go to work. Uh, and I never had that with government jobs, so it's it's exciting for me. I enjoy it. Um, and I like to talk about it too. So hence us doing a podcast, it kind of made sense for us. We are just so excited to be here with you, encouraging student empowerment. We have come together realizing that the struggles are real. Teaching is hard. Amen. It really is. And we just enjoy learning from you and from our students and continuing to support each other. And our quote today that we're going to focus on, and each of our podcasts is going to kind of have a overall theme of a quote, and it's beautiful minds inspire others. And when I met Amber, the other Amber, <laughs> we actually, we didn't know each other at all. We came in um, to a digital cohort from two totally different schools in the same district, but we, we didn't know each other. We sat down at the table, walking in like scared puppies, sitting down, you know, kind of getting your space. 
And I introduced myself. Hi, I'm Amber. And she looks like, oh, well, my name's Amber. That's and then <laughs> as the time went on, we found that we were a lot alike and Very that much. we both tended to inspire each other in very different ways that connected us and continued to connect us over the last two years. Yeah, it's hard to believe it's been two years too, which is crazy. Time really does fly. Uh, we did discover we both have sisters named Tara too. There's a nice little random fact for the listeners. Um, so yeah, we have so many similarities. It's, uh, it's exciting when you find somebody in the teaching world that you just mesh with right away and that you can be inspired with, you can help motivate each other, uh, you can share that passion, because you don't always find that in with everyone. Um, you know, your building could be full of people that might not be as excited about teaching or might have 20 some, 30 some years of teaching and they're kind of starting to be over it. And, you know, that does happen and that's okay. But we want to talk a little bit today also about, like uh, other Amber said, finding your tribe and finding ways to stay positive, uh, feel uplifted, and not let those negative energies kind of creep in and you know, cause you to go to work every day like I did when I was in government, just hating life. You know, you want to go, you want to be the best you can be for yourself, you want to be the best you can be for your students every day. And I totally agree on finding the tribe, finding your tribe that is really going to help your vibe. I was really lame right there with that, but <laughs> that yeah, is, it's truth. It is the truth that when you find the people you connect with, it inspires you and it really keeps you going. Mm -hmm. So part of what we'll be doing, and you'll see, we're, we're working on with this podcast to have a kind of familiar layout so when you listen to us each month which is our life goal that you do tune in each month to see what we have to uh, talk about and share um, one of the things we're going to be pulling in some people to interview but today it's our first one and we thought you probably well hopefully will want to know a little bit more about us uh, so we're actually going to work on interviewing each other and uh, hopefully that just gives you some uh, a little bit more insight as to who we are and uh, where our personalities kind of derive from. So I'm going to ask Amber Bowers, Amber B, uh, what would you say, prepare yourself, is the biggest change for your teaching <laughs> over the last few years since we've known each other? What, what has changed the most for you? So... I try to reflect often, but when I really sit and think about what has changed, when we met, we started with a digital cohort, like I said, with Wes Kieschnick, who has changed my thinking of how to use technology. Absolutely. And he taught us to use John Hattie's effect sizes incorporate that into our teaching and use technology as a tool, not just kind of setting it in front of our students. Right. And over the past two years, from the day that we sat down together for the first time right. till now, my teaching has transformed. I use technology every day, nice. but I make it much more meaningful for the students and for myself. 
I have learned to use technology to gather data faster mm, absolutely. than I can ever grade papers. Sure. I mean, um, we are going to, in other episodes, talk about specific technology tools that we use. But just a quick example is something called Plickers. Which you don't even need, the students don't need technology, which is nice. They just need this little card. And it creates a graph for me in seconds. And that is really changed everything for me, everything. Um, I would say the other thing that has totally changed, and this was more this year, was having a growth mindset. And I know that is a little bit of a buzzword right now. I kind of don't like buzzwords. Sure. I know it's been around. Um, but I truly think I've always believed in being positive and growing, but I've been really focusing on it yeah. and using it with my students and having them create goals okay. for themselves and working with yeah. them. So that has been my overall biggest, two biggest changes. I like that. And I like everything that you had said there, and especially that it's not only important to your students, which is, you know, monumental in our our job, obviously, but it's also been really effective for you and how you teach and, and what it has done for you, too, because it's not always just, is this the best for my students? You know, obviously, like I said, it's foremost, but how is it helping you be a better and more effective teacher and I think you hit the nail on the head. Like we're getting data faster than a human can. Uh, we have it all there to pull back up at any given time. Uh, I can go home later that night or later that week and pull out a report that shows me who's getting something, who's not getting something. And that wasn't always easy to do. Uh, so I agree that has absolutely changed the way I teach as well. And I agree with the growth mindset. It is without a doubt, a buzzword right now, but it's an important one because when I sit in my classroom and I see, you know, these kids are, you know, on their devices all the time and they're lacking some social skills because of it, uh, you know, there is a double-edged sword to, you know, our digitized world and a growth mindset is something that can be lacking because of it. So it can be detrimental in some ways if they're not taught these coping skills, if they're not taught how failure is actually success in some ways. And so it is important. And it's something that just because it's a buzzword, you know, we, it's not something I don't think that's going away. I think it's something that if anything is growing and we need to be mindful of it. So I agree. Like I have a lot of the same changes in my classroom over the last two years as well. Uh, flexible seating. My room looks oh, like Starbucks. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Which I wish I got a barista. That's like my next, you know, do you room, think we can get that? <laughs> our rooms have totally yeah. transformed. For sure. Transformed in our seating mm -hmm. arrangements. And it helps like, you know, the flexible seating. Some teachers, it's not for them. That's okay. Uh, but I like it because it's part of that student voice and choice. Uh, they need to learn those skills of how to have self-control 
And it's our job to facilitate that and not come in as, you know, the seat Nazi of you can't sit there just because I said so, or I'm going to make a chart and this is where you're going to sit next to, you know, the kid that picks his boogers all day. So sorry about your life. Uh, you know, it's about making choices that are best for your learning and learning what that is. You know, it's that metacognition piece of what's best for me and what do I need to change to uh, do the best I can at my job because their job is coming to school. Um, so yeah, flexible. And I think that's going to be one of our topics coming down oh, the road. Yes. For sure. I, we both, we both love it. I think we can definitely share with you pros and cons Absolutely. and what we've learned. I think also what works best for each classroom mm -hmm. needs to be that what yes. is works best for you. And sometimes you find and in age, and even just class to class. So I teach math and science all day. And it depends on what class comes in. And each year is a little bit different of what my rules end up ultimately being. Of course. Some kids are more mature and they can handle more. Others, I have to kind of set some laws. Uh, mm -hmm. So it really varies. But, you know, we'll give you some best strategies and best tips with that coming down the pike. Now, as summer is approaching, which we, yeah, as, as every teacher right now is feeling, um, I think at this point in the year for us, our students are not done yet. We are not done. But I think that no matter when students and teachers are done, about a week or two before school mm -hmm. ends, it starts to just become very stressful. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I'm not sure what it is, but they take these magic pills yeah. somehow that turns yeah. the kids crazy and in turn turns the teachers crazy. For sure. So as summer is approaching, what are you going to do to rejuvenate? That's a great question. Uh, so speaking of my, we were out today, we had a digital cohort meeting all day. And my sub plans literally said to my substitute, it's the second to last week of school. Good luck. <laughs> uh, they are crazy. And I know, all, you know I look around the building, you can see stress on everybody's face. We have report cards coming up. The kids are off the walls. It's starting to get nice out. My building does not have air conditioning. So we're all kind of sweating. Fifth grader smell. Uh, so there's like all these things that are recipes for stress and uh, discontent. Uh, so we all are very much looking forward to summer. Um, I do plan a lot over my summer that is revolving around beach. <laughs> Reading. Vacation. Vacations. Water. Vacations. Yeah. Drinks. Water, of course. Um, of course. Uh but I do take that time because it's important. I get I work really hard in the months that I am at school and I probably spend too much time working. But again, I love what I do. Uh, so those summer months are really important to slow down and not stay at the insane pace that I try to keep up uh, September through June. I do try to fit in just that family time, the snuggle time with my little man, uh, going to the beach, picking up, going to different trips, uh, even just day trips and leaving school behind for a little bit. And then I come back, you know, here and there to pick up and say, all right, I'm going to work a little bit today. So I'm not 
stressed out in September because then you also have to think about that end of it too. Mm-hmm. Do I want to start the school year feeling that I am, you know, behind the eight ball and I don't don't want to be there because that sets the tone for the year. Like mm-hmm. I am I'm behind. I don't I don't want to feel the stress. I want to walk in the first day and kind of be prepared for at least usually my goal is to be completely prepared. Anything that I need sent to copy shop, anything I need digitally uploaded. Uh, I want my whole first marking period. And I know it's a little crazy, but I try to have that as like my mm. life goal. I know. Man. It's crazy. So now know. Crazy. this Amber O <laughs> first marking period. Good for you. Yeah, I try to do like the first week. Hey, that's a goal. For maybe two. <laughs> and it depends. Goal. It depends like if it. you're teaching the yeah. same thing. Um, I know that I, again, taking time for yourself, no matter what job you have, no matter who you are, um, you need to take time Mm -hmm. for yourself and you need to take time to clear your head and calm yourself because then you're going to be the best that you can be. Um, But having this sense of preparedness Mm -hmm. coming into the year and knowing what's coming, if I could do the full marking period and plan this out. And I think it also depends on who you're planning with. Sure. If if you have a team, depending what grade you're in and all, you know, there's a, there's a lot of factors, but overall finding that time to do whatever makes you happy is so important. And I think that I wish that for everybody in the world, whether you have your summers off or not, Mm -hmm. do something to rejuvenate for that year. Absolutely. Okay, so switching gears, uh, let's talk a little bit about strategies and ways to stay positive in an environment that's not always the most positive. Right. Uh, You're saying that schools aren't always the most positive. It's shocking news to a lot of people. Uh, They're not. And so at one point when I was going through my student mentoring process of becoming a teacher, one of the teachers told me, you know, stay out of the faculty room. It's the worst place on earth. You are going to get drugged down and you will just start, you know, getting infused with that life of, complaining and never seeing the good in teaching. And I was like, oh, I don't know if I believe them. They're just trying to say these things. Maybe it's just their school. Uh, But I did find it in some places. So we went to a lot of different schools as part of my program. And some were were brutal. Like I'd walk in. Yeah, it was really shocking. I'd walk in and I'm just, I was blown away because here I was on a second career that I was super passionate about. It's something I always wanted to do with my life and to sit around and hear people, you know, complaining and moaning about, you know, stuff that seemed really silly. It it just, it was shocking for me and I didn't want to be part of it. Well, and your career, this is your third. Yeah. Ultimately. Ultimately. Yeah. Yeah full-time career Mm -hmm. and because of that that's what's also nice about us that we didn't say is I've been teaching for longer yeah but when I met Amber O I thought she had been teaching longer than me super good because she looks 
super so young. I know. She looks super young, but I knew that she was older than me. I knew she had yes. four kids. I knew basically a grandmother. She's not a grandmother, but I really, I just kind of thought, oh, she has all these great ideas. She's been teaching for longer than me, and I just assumed. Please keep talking. And I said... <laughs> I said to her, well, how long have you been teaching? And she's kind of like, oh, I just started. And I was like, what? Because the things that Amber was doing, I thought were so inspirational and so great. But it was that, because not that I'm that old, but back when I started, I remember thinking, I'm going to change the world. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And over time, it does sometimes go, oh, well, I've tried that yeah, or yeah. whatever. Now I do rejuvenate yes. and then each year starts off good, but I think yeah. I learn what works for me and what doesn't. So what on the most frustrating day, mm-hmm. what keeps your head above water? Because not everybody is positive and that can ruin your day. So I have two things. And as we were talking, it just made me think of another story. So as part of our digital cohort, I taught a Nearpod, um, a summer academy a session for other teachers within our district. And I had a few teachers that took that class and they were in the same boat. They've been teaching 10, 15 years. They're starting to feel kind of dull and questioning if they wanted to stay as teachers. And so it was really cool for me to get emails from them after they started the year back and they were like, okay, we're going to try this Nearpod and see how it works. And the one teacher actually contacted me and, and he was so excited and he's just like, thank you so much. Like, I feel like I have this new excitement for teaching and I, I can't wait to get into class again. Yeah, it was. And it was just like such a, a like bucket filling moment for me that even though, you know, like, like you said, I've only been teaching for a few years, but when I came in, I came in with new tools, right? So I learned more of what our classrooms should be looking like in 2018. And it's not those classrooms of 1980 something that I grew up in. And it's exciting to share that with others and have others embrace it and then share that back that, you know, I made a difference for them. Oh, my gosh. Um, yeah. Yeah. It so was nice that he took the time to yes. email. Yeah. And we've actually, since that time, we, we check in with each other and, hey, if I found a new tool, hey, I found this new tool. Uh, check it out. I think it'd be great for your for your class. And um, it, it's a good feeling. So that is part of what helps me stay positive is, is thinking about those moments that I do make a difference, uh, you know, with other teachers and just remembering, like, I love what I do and I want to share that with others. And I don't want to be the crabby lady, (laughs) the old lady, as you said, kidding, Uh, sitting in the, in the faculty room, being miserable and, and stealing other people's sunshine for whatever reason they whatever it is, if they're just, um, and I couldn't agree yeah. more by sometimes if people do complain, sometimes it sucks you in. Mm-hmm. There are days that are frustrating. Yeah. There are things that oh, yeah. I'm guilty sometimes of it. may, I think everybody yeah. human. Yeah. We're all sure. human. For sure. So out there listening, mm-hmm. we all have, you get a free ticket today. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we all have those moments. And I think doing whatever can 
lift your spirits, whether that's going, I have one of my best friends who we met through teaching mm -hmm. next door. Yes. And oh, sometimes I just need to tell her something mm -hmm. or have her make me laugh yes. or share just even yeah. just saying, you know what, it's okay yeah. and it will get better instead yeah. of embracing, Absolutely. oh, I know what you mean yes. and, and just continuing the negativity. So lifting each other up and finding people who can lift you up and not put you down is so important. It is. And, and I'm lucky like you are uh, right next door to me is one of my absolute best friends in teaching ever. And we really do keep each other like our head above the ground, you know, above water rather. And it's needed. You just can't, you spend all day and you're kind of, in this box like you you're in a room with children <laughs> all day and you don't have that other adult in there so uh, you know you do your job you do your job whereas a lot of other jobs you know, you're around people your peers your colleagues that are the same age as you where you have to be on 24 7 and when you walk out those doors it is important to have somebody that you can walk out to that is going to be hey listen to what happened or let me lament with you for, you know, I'm, I'm, I have a struggling reader, I have a struggling math student, what should I do? You know, and you have that person that can talk you up. And I had a bunch of kiddos bomb a math test, like towards the beginning of the year. And I'm like, what have I done? Like, I'm not, I'm, I'm doing something wrong. Right. And, you know, sharing your successes yes. and your failures. Yeah. And so I, you know, and, and she looked at me, she's like, oh, it's not you. Like, this is a hard unit we're going to go we're just going to need to go back and review and we're going to have to review and review and review um and so it's nice to hear that you know to have somebody lift you up when you're feeling kind of defeated and you're going to have those moments all the time but it's not getting, wallowing in them i guess and i would say to take a quick note to make sure that you do have adult conversations yes. through your day um in one building that I was at, we did eat in the faculty room. Mm -hmm. When I came to this building that I'm currently at, I said, okay, so where do we eat? And they said, oh, we all eat in our own rooms. And I said, what? <laughs> um, so just, I think, to appease the new person, myself, they yeah. said, okay, we'll eat together. And I will say that ever since then, we have eaten together. And I think that it really is a stress relief. Like when we can't make it and we do have to work mm -hmm. through to do something, oh, yeah. um, you know, sometimes we're like, well, what did we miss today? Or, yeah. you know, what, yeah. because we like to catch up. And I think it just gives you that mental break and does rejuvenate you just for the next period. Yeah. It's, it's important. And we stress all the time. One of the key elements of a good teacher is building relationships with our students. But I think another important key is building those relationships with other teachers too so that the students see you're happy other faculty is happy we enjoy coming to work we enjoy what we do and that reads to them like these people are here for me and they really care about me and they want to know you know about my day and they're excited to be here as well as as they should be as we should be you know we should be excited um and with that being said so you know, we sit and we talk in the faculty room and we build these relationships. Um, an important component, I feel like, too, is going out and kind of observing these other teachers. And so maybe that's my question for you is 
do you get a chance to go out and see other teachers? And if so, how does that affect you as a teacher? I honestly think that this is one of the most important things for teachers to do that that we don't, some schools Mm -hmm. and and some people don't have the time to do. Fortunately, Mm -hmm. uh, me and another teacher, and they've changed the way observations are different times of the year. We have SLOs, we have um, peer, or we have observations where the principal comes in Mm -hmm, but there was a time where there was an observation where it was called something like a peer observation where it was called something legit sounds legit Um, and we chose to do peer Mm -hmm. observing Mm -hmm. and then you would have to observe so many times Mm -hmm. meet with each other and you could there was other options that you could have done um on our blog you can post us what that is because i'll look it up later (laughs) but we that was the first time that we ever because we were always teaching at the same time yeah so i got to observe her she got to observe me and it was so meaningful for us yeah and to learn from each other and we would go back to our classrooms oh my gosh i've never thought about that Mm -hmm. i want to do that then this year we had another chance to observe and i actually got to go to different schools Mm -hmm. and observe other teachers in different grades and that was powerful. Oh, so eye-opening. Because not only am I seeing different grade levels, but I'm also seeing just a whole different school system and how that works. Yeah. And I just think that it gives you a perspective, sure, a I different agree. perspective. I, I think too. it was fabulous, and we should mm-hmm. all have a chance to do that. I wish that's the one thing I really wish that schools would embrace more because like you said, I think it is a really powerful tool and it's not, I think here's the problem. I feel that I always open my classroom and I tell other teachers, my phone, like, Hey, if you want to come see how this digital tool is being used, come down and, and nobody does. And I feel that the mentality has kind of shifted that other teachers worry that, I'm going to feel that they're judging me or if I go into their room to see what they're doing, are they judging me and are they going to be questioning me and, and only looking at negatives. So I think that's kind of how our society somewhat has twisted a little bit is uh, looking for negatives and not always the positives. And so I think that's a big part of the conversations. We need to shift that mindset. How do we make it seen as positive and not I'm coming in to see what all you're doing wrong, and I'm going to tell you about it. <laughs> well, and on our blog is what I'll do is I'll post for you and mm-hmm. the audience. There's something sure. called a pineapple oh, chart. I'm so glad you brought that up. I was going to bring it and up. There's, we're so alike. I know. Amber and Amber. <laughs> oh, that's us. For life. <laughs> so a pineapple chart, and there was also like a little movement that was called hashtag observe me. Yes. And I did do our school did do hashtag observe me mm-hmm. but again I think there was still you need to build up yes. to feeling comfortable walking into each other room each other's rooms mm-hmm. and I think that when people when it starts to happen yeah. in a positive way yes. people would realize how meaningful it is yeah I so those are so two much. things that we will post and I'm sure you can mm-hmm. look them up on Pinterest yeah. or, or so forth to see if it's something you're interested in or if you have things that are working in your school that has created that atmosphere boy I would love to hear it oh my <laughs> I gosh would love to share it share. yeah because it is we've gotten so much and we've talked about this a little bit is 
that is some of my, my most meaningful learning is going out and seeing other people. And we just don't get to do it as much as we should. It should be a common practice. Right. And how that, so if that common practice is currently happening in your building mm -hmm. and, or you've seen it, or you've heard of something that has, has worked, please share that information and we will share the wealth with you. Um, one of our last points for this is how students have inspired us because not only do we inspire each other and can be lift each other up and be positive, but students do teach us a lot throughout the year. So can you tell me a moment that stood out to you this year of a student who inspired you? I can't. Actually, this just happened um, within the last two weeks. We were playing Kahoot, and my students had worked really, really hard on finishing our end-of-the-year benchmark testing, and I knew they just needed a break and something fun. So I put together this hilarious Kahoot of who knows Mrs. Owen best and they were vying for like a new pencil with a unicorn on it I think <laughs> and maybe a slice of candy or something uh but they had fun we just needed that downtime we needed that break and one of the questions we went through you know all the favorite favorite food and favorite color and what's the name of my oldest daughter all those you know silly questions and then one of the questions that I put up was what is Mrs. Owen's favorite part of teaching and if you're familiar with Kahoot, you get four options and you have to click on the right one. And if you get it right, you earn points and bragging rights, of course. And so the four options for what is my favorite part of teaching was being weird because I'm super weird in the classroom. Kids super love it. Uh, coming to school every day, lesson plans, and my students, I think, were the four. And I had a group of kids sitting on the floor in front of me, and they were probably about 10 feet over, and this one little girl, sweet little nugget, uh, she turned and she said to a group of her peers, she's like, I know what it is. It's it's us. She loves us. You can tell. Oh. And I was just like, oh, I'm not going to cry. And it was just, she didn't know I heard it. And so that was even more, you know, like she wasn't saying it because you know, trying to be loud and so that I would hear it and, you know, she could be like, hey, hey, look what I said. Um, it was just, it was an honest, heartfelt statement. And for me, that was inspiring because then I feel like I am building relationships. I am going to be, I hope, I hope to be that teacher that they remember that I do care and I ask them about themselves and, you know, I do love them. I, I tell them all the time, I'm like, you guys are like my children. It's like I gave yeah. birth to 23 of you guys. That will let you make a difference. Yeah. That we do. But we yeah. do. We as teachers. But and you don't always realize no, it. No, you don't. You definitely so don't. So it really stood out. How about you? Any um, standout moments in here? Well, this just happened yesterday morning, so I'll keep it new and fresh. Beautiful. Um, we had an author come in about a week, maybe a month ago. Mm -hmm. His name is Stephen Kozan. Oh, he's fabulous. And if you he, ever get a guest speaker, he is one to have come to your school. He Find really him on Twitter. is. He, he wrote a book, just a little bit about him, and he has no idea we're talking about yeah. him, so we'll let welcome. him know. Welcome, Stephen. Yes, welcome. 
Um, he came in, he, he explained how he wrote a book yeah. or a script or something like that when he was a sixth grader yes. and he was little and he found it in his garage later in life. He ended up becoming an author and he empowers students to write their own books. Yeah. Phenomenal. Just phenomenal. Oh my gosh. It was yeah. great. So some, some of my students, we made it totally optional. Hey, you can go write something he calls a flash fiction. Mm -hmm. And it's just basically a one page quick, quick write of a story and send it to him. So he emails me yesterday and says, I have two students that I would like to meet with. I'd like to hear more about their story. Yeah. I would like to hear, because he only heard a little bit, because mm -hmm. they could only sure. write that page. Yeah. He says, um, I would like to write a book with them. They, they will be the author of the book. Do so they want it to be um, illustrated or not? And I just welled up. And one oh, yeah. of the students that he chose, who he, he had no idea. Sure. Um, she is autistic. She's very high functioning, mm -hmm. but she has come such a so, long way. So it's a good, good feeling to see. I her. just, I really, I, oh, yeah. I welled up. I oh, got yeah. chills. Yeah. And to see her face when I told her that this morning was amazing. Oh, so, so cool. it just inspires me to go, you know, we all grow in our own ways. Absolutely. And, Sometimes our strengths, you know, we all have different strengths yeah. and different weaknesses. Right. So it was really inspiring to see that. It is. It's neat to um, see them lifted up. And, and it's really empowering for them to get that positive reinforcement outside of us sometimes. Oh and we just get gosh. to be the bearer of the good news. Like, guess what? And so we get to the uh, benefit of reaping. Like, you did all this. This was you. This wasn't coming from me because I'm your teacher. Uh, so that's really... It's a cool, cool story. I like that one. So I hope for for us, just to remind you, the quote that we started with mm -hmm. today was that beautiful minds inspire others. And I think that we need to remind ourselves of this mm -hmm. um, often. Yes. And, and Daily. go with the people who inspire you and listen to them and speak with them because um, a wise man, mm, um, so very wise. I wonder who that is, once said uh, that there are givers and takers yeah. in this world. And sometimes people just for some reason want to take that joy out of you right. for whatever it is. Yeah. And you know what? Just be a giver. Yeah. Be a giver. I think it was a wise man that said to a wise man. If I remember I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure. But yeah. yeah. either way, all wise men. Uh, yeah, it's a great statement. And we we just want to be um, sharing that with you today is that that is your main takeaway. If anything else, uh, get to know us as for, through this podcast and to remember that you are important and that you do inspire others with your life's daily you, know, you inspire students you inspire other teachers uh and and always just keep that in mind that we are we are life changers ultimately uh whether you see it now or if you see it 20 years down the road so it's it's important to remember and keep that perspective especially on days that aren't so great of course um something we're gonna do in every podcast is end with a little funny story just real small something to maybe make you smile so mine is every year 
since I've been at the school that I'm teaching at currently, we do a talent show. Oh boy. And you gotta let me know. I gotta come watch that. It is <laughs> one of, I didn't realize how much fun it was going to be. I knew we would have fun, but I literally for a second was like living my dream of being like a rapper <laughs> oh and just like I felt famous for a second. Oh, yeah, um, the first year we were dabbing and uh, like the whole dance, like legit sure. we practice really hard. So this year it is always fun to come together <laughs> at the end of the day and try to learn how to floss mm, and dance oh. like Bruno Mars. Well, yeah. And he's, how are we going to cool. drop the mic? You know, yeah. so we're just, it is like one of those oh, things that I cannot <laughs> wait. It's always very interesting to see. You're, you're going to get together dangerously hip. And some of the teachers take it so seriously. You know, like, am I flossing? Am I flossing? Is this a floss? And it, it is probably just, isn't. it probably isn't. It puts a smile on my face yeah, and then great. we leave for the day. And it's a great way yeah. to come together. Smile on your right hand. Uh, so my little takeaway uh, and ends story for our podcast for today is when you see those coworkers, and this is my my new way of greeting a coworker who looks like uh, they're standing next to a dumpster fire. Uh, I will yell at them, male or female, you are an amazing warrior princess, and you deserve only the best in life. And then just walk away, like don't say nothing else, and, and don't even make eye contact. You just walk away. Right? Just walk away. Just walk away. Just and walk away. Know. And they'll know. And they'll keep a smile on their face. Yeah. And then you also laugh because you're also ridiculous. So. Uh, that is what we are ending with today coming up in some future episodes. Our next one will be actually looking at dun, 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 end of the year reflections um, and what our summer focus is more so. And it, it's kind of timely with it being the end of the year and, of and how we can, how we can really monopolize that summertime and, and really how you can let your reflections guide you over the summer and in your planning process for the next year. So, so we just appreciate you and yes. thank you so much for listening. Please follow us on Twitter as well. So you can find me at Amber at the shift. It is all together in one word as Twitter does. Amber B, where can we find you on Twitter? Um, I'm pretty sure mine is <laughs> Mrs. Bowers edu. And I will put, we will put all of that information on our blog and keep you up to date. Um, so thank you. I hope you stay with us. I'm sure they'll get better from here. <laughs> can only um, go up. Can only go up. <laughs> and we hope you guys have an amazing day. Take care. Till the next time.